Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. Hello, my name is Daniel Cruz. I play Imhotep the Mummy, our cleric and warlock. And last session, we went on a wonderful bonding experience with Dr. Victor Frankenstein that didn't ultimately end horribly. And we're not about to face the consequences of those actions that happened to look a lot like a tentacle monster. Slash big brain. Big brain, yeah. <laughs> big brain moves. I don't know about that. <laughs> tried. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Larry Talbot, a lycanthropic warlock. And last time we dug through many a pile of garbage to build a body for a giant brain. Mary and Victor build a bear it together. I got a fancy little rock. And y'all, we goofed it right at the end. And now Victor has kind of split and reconfigured into a, a Davy Jones man. And we also got big brain to to not die against. So, um, you know, feeling good. Feeling like we have um uh, no chance, but that's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Grayson, the party's rogue. Uh, I play Jack Griffin, the invisible man. So last session went dumpster diving. <laughs> Jack was, I guess, a little snippy. And then just didn't get a good feeling about watching this brain, you know, do the whole swoop thing into the body. <laughs> and now we're kind of in a situation where Jack is fully exposed, you know, right <laughs> next to the brain and right near the body. But luckily, he's got his good friend, Mary, right across the way to hopefully Yay. throw him out of the danger zone. <laughs> and, you know, just above table. Things would have been so much worse if you didn't interfere. Oh? Oh, thank God I made the right call. <laughs> that body is built out of so much garbage. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's basically what I was thinking, too. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's torso. Bodies yeah, held right, together Josh? by duct tape of prayer and like five needles. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darlings. I'm Aaron. I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. And last time we escaped out of prison. Phantom's not looking so bad now in the way of aggravating uh, team members. <laughs> and as always, I saved everyone from the very clutches of doom when they hatched a bunch of weird egg things. And I kept the door open, freeing us all so that Jack could fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben Magnet. I play Mary Frankenstein, our barbarian. And last time, um, I got daddy issues. Like, <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> I was put face to face in front of my creator, Victor Frankenstein. And yeah, we don't like each other very much. Stalking, I know. We were trying to get out of this prison and we were talked to by a floating brain in a jar who's like, yo, I just want to leave. Rainer scares me. I don't have fear, but he scares me. That's some really bad vibes. I'll let you have you help me out. And I'm against everything I've got on my code. I'm like, fine, I'll help you build your stupid body. 
but the whole time I was actually scheming and just waiting for the perfect mm-hmm. time to strike. So I'd be like, ha ha, you get nobody, fool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And then Victor Frankenstein turned into a motherfucking mind flayer. So it's like, oh boy, this is, um, y- you know, those ghost pepper wings you get at Buffalo Wild Wings and they say it's not that hot, but really it's like super bad. Yeah, that's kind of how this situation is right now. Maximum spice. Are, are we talking about while eating or are we talking about in the bathroom? Yes. Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi there. I'm Josh Anderson and I'm playing Victor Frankenstein, an artificer slash monk. And last week, I was held captive by a brain in a jar when a veritable circus of freaks was thrown into my cell, (laughs) including my creation, going by the name of Mary for some reason. We had a bonding experience going through the brain in the jar's trash tunnel and built a body. And before I had the opportunity to get the necessary information from the brain in a jar... Someone got a little carried away, and now I have become something unrecognizable. I believe it is known as a mind flayer, but I'm quickly losing control. Uh-oh. Oh, Raggy. Oh, no. Uh-oh, indeed. So with that, let's get down to business. To defeat the brain. <laughs> so before we begin properly, Jordan, card of the day. Uh, card of the day. Ooh, is... remembered and everything. Yeah. yeah. I almost forgot. Every once in a while. <laughs> you get one. Uh, I pulled for today strength. Uh, you temporarily gain plus one to your strength modifier. You are considered proficient in all saving throws. That feels important. feel like we're going to be doing a lot of saving throws today. So off mic and off screen, everyone rolled initiative. So we are gearing up for the big combat. Gore, the Elder Brain, has just transformed Victor Frankenstein into a Mind Flayer and is asserting a psionic control over him. And as he is psychically lashing out at all of you, the room around you also begins to warble and distort a little bit as his psychic presence infects the very ground beneath you. No. So, the lair is going to take its action first. What a dick. (laughs) I know, that dickish, dickish lair. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe the room is the biggest jerk here? (laughs) (laughs) That's a one. So, as Gore's presence begins to dominate the room and psychic energy seeps through the floor grates, he will float back 20 feet and a psychic wall of force will spring up in front of him, shielding him off. Ah, you dick. Feels like a boss fight now. Does it go all the way up? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It goes up to 10 feet up, so there is some ceiling room above him. (laughs) Good. Okay. I would say about 30 feet in total. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. The wall is immune to all damage and cannot be dispelled by dispel magic. Mm, okay, no worries. But as a lair action, it will only last for one round before the lair's next action overrides it. Okay. So it is temporarily walled off. Wait for the moment of vulnerability. So with that kicking off the combat, I'm going to give you guys one minute to strategize and then it will be Mary's turn. Real quick, before we do the strategy, can I ask you one question, Dan? Uh, it depends on the question. 
Does the body on the table count as dead? That's kind of what I was thinking, too. For the sake of a certain spell that I have. Ooh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes! Oh, my God. I know what I'm doing, boys. Yeah! Yeah. I'm going to be coming in clutch. (laughs) I have many of plans. None of them involve any of you. Oh, (laughs) Oh, great. What a great strategizing session. Good game, team. Thanks, Bestie. My plan is to hide. All right, so, Grayson, you you sure you don't want me to try and lob you over the wall? It's only going to be there for one turn. We might as well start focusing on the Mind Flare. Because I was thinking we kill the brain, the Mind Flare is knocked out. So I was going to make a beeline straight. probably true, but if we weaken the Mind Flare, that's less Mind Flare we need to worry about next round. All right, because I was going to lightning bolt the brain but i guess i'll go after mind flayer frankenstein first oh how's he feeling oh yeah what's your strategy josh hey, here josh, during the strategy doing? session <laughs> how you feeling you feeling kind of on team friendship or you feeling a little on team brain how you doing <laughs> i'm feeling team murder right now oh, oh how? good <laughs> and that's time no <laughs> so mary it is your turn okay well Weak in the Mind Flare. So, uh, I'm going to expunge my last rage. Oh, God. Yep. I go into a rage. I see Victor Frankenstein turn into a Mind Flare, and I just go, oh, hell nah. And I got right up into him, and I lightning bolt his ass. Okay. That is a dexterity saving throw for you, Josh. Uh, nat 20, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. All right. So with a nat 20, you absolutely evade that. Well. What I'll say, too, with a nat 20, not only do you evade it, you get a free hit. Damn it. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. I rolled a two. It's a plus nine to hit, so 11. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't see it, but I just, like, raised my arms. That completely whiffs. <laughs> so you guys are just dancing together. I'm throwing a wet noodle out at you, basically. Yeah, so you... <laughs> <laughs> so you try to wet noodle me, I just go... Because uh, at first, like, ah, oh, bitch, and wet noodle was like... Oh. <laughs> I don't like the term wet noodle me. At this moment, I'm basically just a nerd with a pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, yes! And you know, you've had that pool noodle for all of ten seconds, so you haven't yeah. exactly had time to get accustomed to it yet. That's true, yeah, that's in my fair. defense, that's true. Alright, I'm gonna attack it with my longsword. <laughs> All right, roll to hit. Oh, 23 to hit. Oh. Nearly. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, that does not hit. Sounds like it's time to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit. All right, that is five damage. Bit, no bit. And I take another swing with my longsword because I get two attacks. Well, that misses. That's a nine. Hmm. I was distracted by the noodles. <laughs> like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> pasta face, let's go. Let's go, Davy Jones. So as I swing at him, I'm like, come on, you little shrimp nugget. <laughs> shrimp nugget. Shrimp nugget t-shirts available now. <laughs> you I know don't know it. about that. Shrimp on a that is a cephalopod. <laughs> cephalopod. All right, come on, calamari. <laughs> I'm gonna fry ya. I'll fry ya. That's good. And that will end my turn. So now it is over to Imhotep. So I asked you the question, and now I have to ask you a clarification. What is the size of this body? It is also large. Then I cannot use my raised dead spell on it. Boo! Fuck! <laughs> raised dead is only small to medium. 
Damn it. Uh, I could possess Igor. Yeah, the dead body of Igor is still hanging out there. Okay, here's how this is happening. Imhotep seeing all this is like, this is what the children call a no bueno moment. And I'm just going to take a dash action this turn because I have to be within 10 feet to do the spell. So Okay, you use your action to dash and get basically close the distance to get up close to the body. He's running towards the big body. He still intends to resurrect that body. And he's basically running and praying. He's making prayers to Osiris for the stuff that he's about to do to this poor desecrated corpse already. <laughs> All right, that's my move. All right. So now it is Gore's turn. You're allowed to pass. Yeah, it's okay. No he's harm. He's behind no an shame. impenetrable wall. Like he can't do anything. What he can do mm. is stare at us real menacingly. Oh, it, that'll spook me. What oh. he can do and will do. He will levitate up. His eyes will begin to glow. You sense the air around you begin to warble as he lets out a psychic blast. (laughs) So everyone, including Victor, make an intelligence saving throw. Does Victor's arm do anything for us? What it did, it is now no longer an instant KO slash paralysis. If you fail, you're going to take a bunch of psychic damage. If you succeed, you're going to take half that. But it's not an instant you lose button the way it used to be. Okay. I rolled a 15. I also rolled a 15. Eight. I got a 14. Uh, 13. So Imhotep, Victor, and Mary, you will take half damage. This is psychic damage. Everyone else will take the full brunt of it. Arg. So that will be 14 damage. Jesus Christ. It will be half that for Mary, Imhotep, and Victor. Okay. Well, that's nice for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm only at 45 HP, guys. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, man. That's my starting. Sucks for you. But the upshot to that I will let you in on something. This is a recharge ability. Oh, good. So he will not be able to use this again until he is able to charge the energy back up necessary for it. So I won't die immediately because, gosh, we're getting there. I'll I'll just die next turn. That's it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that will be the entirety of Gore's turn. So now it is Phantom's turn. So first... Phantom's going to press into Larry's hands, just an absolutely warped, destroyed, kind of damp and slimy stem and some petals. And I'm going to be like, this is your bardic inspiration. (laughs) It was for you, but Azizi got to it. Sorry. (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) Okay. You know, I'll take it. Uh, And then Phantom's going to... Honestly, also, just dash. It is remarkable how far away we started from the rest of the action. Honestly, so Ooh, it's, it's run time. Okay, so as you are running towards him, and as everyone is reeling from the initial psychic blast, Gore is going to say, This could have been avoided, and still can be avoided, if you let me have my way. I simply want to leave. Stand down. Yeah, you can go and leave without the body. And you can leave without your bodies. I was so inclined to help you, and then you were such a bitch. We're definitely killing you now. (laughs) And also, (laughs) that was a very, very weak retort. Like, you're a brain. Can you really not think of anything more threatening than, oh, you will not leave you with your whole body? Ooh. He didn't even come in with his whole body. Right? 
his charisma is not very good. (laughs) (laughs) And now it is uh, Invisible Man's turn. Okay, so because I know his goal is to snag this body, is there anything that I could see short of cutting off its head, taking the body off the proverbial (laughs) battle table? Like I just and the literal table. I mean, I just don't want him to be able to just like slip into the his new skin suit and then just completely demolish us. I will say going for the body is going to make him mad, but primarily all it's going to do is draw attention to yourself. Jack, I do have a plan to like slow his ass down hypothetically. So I mean, (laughs) make your calls. I just don't want him to completely bone us like at the tail end of this fight. And he doesn't have bones. Um, We don't have bones. He's got trash. He's got dead robots for structure. He does have both a real skull and a full skeleton minion. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so he has two skulls. That's fine. This, of course, is up to Dan, but we could see what's still salvageable from the body. I'm going to assume that I'm not able to get a sneak attack on the Mind Flayer right now. But what I will do then is that I will hide underneath the table. Okay. And I want to look up and see if there's anything underneath, almost like when you're working on a car. You can see some metal panels, and there's a little bit of bodily fluid oozing in between the cracks. (laughs) I don't like that visual. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to take my hat and tuck it even tighter on my ears (laughs) and just not want to touch any of the bodily fluids. But while I'm hiding under the table... I'm going to take the help action with Mary and the Mind Flayer because it says that I can be within 30 feet to help him. So essentially with that, it basically gives Mary advantage on the next thing that he is doing. So yeah, I'm just taking the the help action while hiding under the table. My hero. (laughs) (laughs) So as you duck under the table and hide, you are getting increasingly uncomfortable as the fluids are starting to drip around you and a little bit's just starting to graze your shoulders. (laughs) Oh, that's so gross. Ew, gross. So now it is the pentadrone's turn. And the pentadrone is going to say, I await orders. Son of a bitch. Or... Or do I? Can I? Can I facilitate my own orders? I am higher evolved than my brethren. Have I evolved free will, sentience, self-sufficiency? I am the master of my own movements. I almost want Ibo to just yell back and just give him an order. See what happens. I can move of my own volition. And he's going to move 30 feet. I'm so proud of him. (laughs) And as Aaron said, it is kind of hilarious how far away everyone started from the core of the action. So he is still he is still a good 40 feet away from everything else that's happening. That was just the uh, the narrative waiting room for the surgery to be finished. I just like the visual of Emotep sprinting his 60 feet and like doing this cool slide, hunkering down, waiting for a break in the action. And he just hears his pentadrome sprinting by, I have my own volition. (laughs) And that's going to be the entirety of his turn. So now it's over to Larry. (laughs) Proud of him. I'll make my way over. You know, just a nice little jaunt. Yeah, we're just kind of jogging. Gosh, golly, I really wish I had my suggestion thing from the last card of the day I had, because then... While the drone was doing that, I was going to be like, you know, 
Yeah, you got your own free will. But I would really suggest that. You would have just stripped it away. Hey, no, actually, if you could do this for me, that'd be great. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You have the power of choice, so why not choose violence? You know what? Free will's overrated. How about if I just tell you to go beat that thing up you, over there? Yeah, How, would that know, be fun? It's real overwhelming having so many choices. So how about you just like do this thing for me? Um, but I'm going to use the rest of my turn to cast Shillelagh on my cane. Shillelagh. Oh, I love the move Shillelagh. I like to imagine Larry running up the stairs with his cane over his head. Be like, hey! <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Give me a three turns. I'll manage to run my way all the way across this room. So now <laughs> it is Victor's turn. Oh, no. Oh. Above the table, I have... The Mind Flayer stat block, and I noticed that I at will can cast Dominate Monster or Plane Shift. Does that apply in this scenario? That does. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I can use Dominate Monster on... I've looked it up. It applies to anything that moves. <laughs> God damn. Bitch. Good. I decided I don't move anymore. <laughs> Take out the brain? Yeah, do it on the brain. Take out brain, maybe? Brain, maybe brain. brain. I don't even think I'm going to do this right now. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that I had that option at my disposal, and I also wanted to scare you guys a little. Achieved. <laughs> Thank you. Mission accomplished. All right, so instead, I'm going to use Enthralling Mind Blast. That doesn't sound better. <laughs> no, it's not. Victor emits psychic energy in a 60-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 17 intelligence saving throw. Or take a crap load of psychic damage. A creature that fails by five or more is charmed and is under Victor's telepathic oh, control. Whenever the charmed target takes damage, the target can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on a success. This one is also a recharge ability, so it'll be a little bit before it can be used again. Thanks, yes. God. So a 60-foot <laughs> cone. Oh, no, oh, you don't want the people this way. Yeah, we're too cool. We didn't do anything to you. Uh, so for context, the direction of the cone encompasses Mary, the Invisible Man, and the Phantom. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay, so the three of you make an intelligent saving throw. Okay. Natural 20. Oh, Ooh. nice. Oh. Oh, oh, if I needed a nat 20, that was it. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 15 right now. My intelligence... Oh, I have a plus six to my intelligence, so that's 21 Eight, for me. but inspiration. <laughs> what I'll say, Mary, I'm going to give you the same offer that I gave Victor earlier. So with your nat 20, not only do you avoid the damage, you get a free counterattack. Doing it. Does a 16 hit? Yes. So 16 to hit... Damage is 11. All right. So, Phantom, you good? My reroll was an unnatural 20, so we are okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Jeebus. Yeah, I was about to go real fucking bad. I'll tell you what. Thank you, Dice Guys. So, everyone manages to avoid this one. Can I flavor text this a little bit? Go for it. So, as he tries to do the psychic thing, I just stand there like Goku taking a Kamehameha from Cell, and I just scream as loud as I can, like a Super Saiyan, and just push through it. And after he's done, I just slash at him with my sword. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. And, Dan, could you clarify recharge for me, please? Basically, what that will be is every turn you will roll a d6 until you roll a 5 or a 6. You cannot use the ability again. Okay. Uh, I don't think I can do anything else at the moment. 
Well, I can move. Yeah, you could scooch towards the brain and then like kill it. And then, yeah, that'd be great. And we can all go get snacks after. Yeah. Yeah, snacks. We got some gold. We can go get you some prawns. <laughs> I mean, all I have to do is pull off a little bit. I got some jerky if anybody wants it. Put it back. Oh, God, put it mm, back. Mommy jerky. A Victorian specialty. <laughs> Chickens. Pats it back into place on his rib cage. Hey, you can make some good money selling that. So the lair will take its action, and then everybody, you get one minute to re-strategize. Please tell me Gorbachev tears down that wall. <laughs> it just rolls wall again. No! <laughs> so for this one, the wall does come down. Yay, question mark. We like it. And one creature with which the brain is psychically linked gains one temporary point of inspiration that expires at the end of the round. So that's like any of us, because we could all hear yeah, it. Yeah, that could totally be like me mm-hmm. or Jack. Is it random? It is random. So that's going to be a roll yeah. right now. Oh, shit. So oh, he yeah. can actually inspire us. Yeah. Wow, what a great yeah. guy. <laughs> Inspiration. Oh, nice. <laughs> So that's going to go to Larry. Yeah. Good job, Larry. You earned that. Thank you. It does not feel like it, but I'll take it. (laughs) I'm glowing. (laughs) So as that psychic wall of force goes down, he tries to bolster himself and some of his psychic energy leaks out. And you feel a little bit pass through each of you and slightly more just as these random spikes of psionic power are going on around you and through each of your heads. It sinks in a little bit heavier on Larry's. My brain just drinks it up. Mm, The wolf is like, yum, yum, let me slurp it. Yummy. (laughs) It's that familiar abyssal energy. (laughs) Mmm, delicious. (laughs) All right, now setting the timer, one minute to strategize starting now. Okay, so just a heads up, I am at 13 health. (laughs) Oh, Okay, um... So literally one more psionic blast like that, and I am done. I can still reach the Mind Flayer Victor and get two attacks off on him. As long as you keep yourself and it within 30 feet of me, I could still give you the help action. Cool. I have a gambit, a whole ass plan that will hopefully shut the brain down as far as movement goes and maybe make it vulnerable. Okay. So anyone with stabbing capabilities, after I make my grand move, please be close enough to go kill the shit out of it. I've got smack abilities. I mean, I could reach the brain from right where I'm at. And time. Cool. So now it is Mary's turn. Cool. So I do my uh, thunder one more time. All right. So it's going to make a dexterity save. That's uh, Vector who has to make the dexterity save. The, uh, The brain's out of range. Never mind. And Mary, as you start to run up towards mm-hmm. Mind Flayer Victor Frankenstein, you feel the ground beneath you get a little distorted. Uh, no. You look down at your feet and your brain can't interpret what they are doing. The ground beneath you is beginning to shift in a way that makes uh, no logical sense to you. The laws of physics seem to be mm-hmm. bending and warping around him. And your legs seem to be moving on a platform that is, as far as you can tell, akin to a Mobius strip that is just folding back in on itself. (laughs) Uh, shit. Mechanically, all that means is just that it's difficult terrain within five feet of him. Okay, cool. Difficult terrain. Got it. Uh, Josh, did you make the dex throw yet? Uh, I rolled a 14. Uh, it's me to beat, right? Yes. Yeah, the DC is 14. Ha! So I do the lightning bolt one more time, and I miss him like, I really want fried calamari! That's your dad. (laughs) 
I don't care. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Terrifying. I know. <laughs> but I see like creepy tentacle face. I'm go. But I also crave violence. And I take a swing at it with my longsword. Like father, like son. As you do, Gore says, You earth creatures confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're uploading brain. You confuse me. Fair enough. Okay. First attack on my longsword is a 14. 14 doesn't hit, right? It does not. Shit, so I whiff on my first attack. It's okay, you'll get them. Those tentacles are gross. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> we believe in you. So for my second, oh, wow. Dice jail. It sounds as though we no longer believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a two. Ew. I missed both my attacks. I'm upset. And does that end your turn? That does end my turn. Hey, you never anything. Oh. Victor, as you say that... Gore is going to take a legendary action good. to amplify the hate and vitriol within that statement and let out a psychic pulse that extends 10 feet in all directions from you, which right now it is only the Frankenstein monster that is in range of that. Oh, thank God. So Mary, hearing those words and feeling a force behind them amplified by the elder brain, you will take 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, no. That's going to be another 10 damage. Okay. And now it is Imhotep's turn. So I have two choices here. I can either animate dead, which would bring Igor back for 24 hours, or I can summon undead, which makes him much more offensive, but he only lasts for one minute. I like the one where he dies for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's one where it's like, oh, yeah, no, he just kind of like does improvised attacks versus he gets a special move called Rotting Claw. Mm, It sounds cool. So why don't we do that? We'll do Summon Undead. So um, we're going to Summon Undead on Igor. But here's how it narratively happens. Amotep does his 30 feet. He gets all the way up to the creature on the slab and raises his hand against that blue magical glow by the powers of Osiris I command you to rise and as the spell fades away he watches the body as nothing happens have you command new master oh god no <laughs> <laughs> the corpse of Igor rises up in one fluid motion and looks a little bit too eager to do something shady and disreputable <laughs> oh no this was not what I was wanting to have happened. You chose this. Now stick with it. <laughs> Phantom will spit on the floor in the general direction of this oh, Igor. Oh, hey, hey, hey. He did nothing to you yet. Yet? Yet? What a valuable waste of organic revolted. Get him the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of doesn't look at Igor. Um, go and slap the brain a little bit. Hard. Actually, Jack, what are you doing at the moment? <laughs> Uh, hiding under the table, trying not to die. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> you know, can I switch it and actually do the animate dead as opposed to the... Sure. Because instead of having him go and like try and slap the brain, which just seems a little bit silly, I'm going to have him dig through the body for the magical artifacts. Okay. Since he's looking for disreputable stuff, I'm like, ah, I have just the dumpster diving job for you, friend. <laughs> I kind of like kneel down, put my arm around his hunch. <laughs> what hunch? See that body over there on the table? How could I miss it? Think of it like a, what is the term, a piñata that has been 
bust open recently. There are some goodies inside. Can you go and get them for me? It also has your heart. Oh, it also has your heart. You might want that. You'll definitely want that if you're going to go to the Duat. I will help you with that, but you have to have that part first, too. I think that was a different body. Whatever happened, there's a heart in there. Go and get it. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> and whatever glowing bits you find. <laughs> Do you want me to prioritize the heart? I don't exactly have much need for no, it no, at no, the no, moment. No, 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 prioritize the glowing bits. If you find a glowing bit, grab a glowing bit. Understood. I hate this. <laughs> and um, while Imhotep is down on his knee talking to Igor, he looks and sees Jack on the table. Jack, what are you doing? Uh, I got a splitting headache. Yes, we all do, Jack. But mine really hurts. <laughs> if you don't go too far, I'll give you a healing word or something. So um, Igor is going to climb up onto the gurney and start rooting around through the body. <laughs> so on his behalf, roll survival. Oh, wow. I hate all oh, of God. this. <laughs> you want me to roll survival for him? Yeah, roll it on his behalf. Unless he gets a stat He block. doesn't. Okay, yeah, roll on his behalf. Okay, is it with my modifier? Yes. Yikes, that is a seven total. With a seven? Good news, I found the heart. <laughs> no! That's great, Igor. You're welcome to keep that, but I need you to find the glowing, shiny things. And as that whole interaction is going around, the body and the gurney is kind of creaking and tilting back and forth. Jack, you can feel the metal bowing a little bit above you as the goop sloshes down on either side of you and gets trickles a little <laughs> bit closer towards your back. <laughs> oh, good. Now it's heart juice in particular. Oh, oh God. Otherwise known as blood. <laughs> <laughs> so now it is Gore's turn. Uh, I'm going to legendary action at the end of no. Emotep. Do a battle fist modification, and I'm going to overload it with arcane energy to deal additional fire. No! That's all. Carry on. Why would you do that? He's your dad, that's why. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a dick. Gore is going to move. Oh, whoa, where are you going there, Brainy? Whoa. He is going to float off the pedestal and move 25 feet closer towards the commotion that's happening around the body on the gurney. He is going to light up. Imhotep specifically, you hear him say, You have proven yourself useful and resourceful, and your talents would be welcome and useful. And he casts Dominate Monster. Oh no! He's casting that at me specifically? Oh, no. At you specifically. Oh, God. What is it, Dan? What am I rolling? It is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, shit. You're wise. You're totally wise. Yeah, you have high wisdom. Uh, that is a 14. No, wait, 13. I'm sorry. Brain fart. <laughs> a 13 does not save. Oh, no. So now Imhotep, the psychic energy that he is rooting around you, pins you in place overrides some of the magic from your runes and you feel you feel yourself joining team brain uh, would i be able to burn my last luck sure for you can burn oh my a gosh so i get to re-roll that right okay yeah you get to re-roll that went up to 15 15 still does uh, not save what the hell Oof. Your runes blink and change color, and you feel some of the abyssal energy of your symbiote spike up through you, and you feel your devotion to Osiris shift to a devotion to Gore. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) And that will end his turn. Every time you take damage, you can roll to save again to break free of that. Okay, cool. 
So now it is Phantom's turn. All right, y'all. I'm going to use effectively my desperation move right now immediately. I've got a whole plan. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to use Phantasmal Force on Gore. All right. Describe Phantasmal Force. You craft an illusion that takes root in the mind of a creature that you can see within range. This is a very long description, so I'm probably going to start editing about halfway through. The target must make an intelligent saving throw. Uh, If it fails, you can create a phantasmal object, creature, or other visible phenomenon of your choice that is no larger than a 10-foot cube, and that is perceivable only to the target for the duration. Uh, Blah, 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 lots of flavor stuff. An affected target is so convinced of the phantasm's reality that it can even take damage from the illusion it rolled a 25 well i was ready for that oh. asmodeus <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, oh, oh. did i say he rolled a 25 wow i meant to say he rolled a one yeah yeah wait did you just devil's bargain yeah yep oh, okay as you call upon the infernal powers of the devil lord asmodeus you feel an infernal heat creep up over you And you can see as Gore is shrugging off your illusion, his eyes start to flicker, and that infernal heat that overcomes you also passes over his eyes. You can see briefly a small reflection of that hellfire in the glowing protrusions of the front of his brain face. (laughs) Well, I won't have to look at it for long. And his 25 becomes a one. And now you have a floating nat one hanging over your head. Like always. (laughs) (laughs) So your phantasmal force takes effect. Several harpoons fall down from the sky and spear through the grave and pull left and right, just ripping it open and holding it in place. And those harpoons are attached to strings that go up to two gloves that are obviously phantoms holding marionette sticks. Right. Wow. That is not at all what I thought you were going to say, but cool. That is such a cool visual. What did you think he was going to say? Uh, I'm not giving you that idea. (laughs) Okay. There's a bunch of Igors that start analyzing him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway, mechanically, what happens now? So he is he is rooted in place and takes damage? Yeah, I can only do a d6 of damage with it. Like, that's the spell's threshold for damage. But the brain will believe that it is ripped partially in half and, like, held in place. Okay. And will that, will that illusion hold even if it's attacked? The spell does not really say anything about taking damage. I don't know that it's supposed to be as long-lasting as I've made it. Blah, blah, blah. The duration is just one minute. So, And it is concentration. So if your concentration is broken, then that's broken. Yeah. Which, with all of this going down and with him being pinned in place, lashed out, he's going to panic for a moment. What is this? How are you doing this? How is this happening? And he's going to roll to try to maintain his concentration. Break it, break it, break it, break it. (laughs) Hang on, let me look up how concentration works real quick. He rolled a 13, so it's, like, right in the gray area where I'm not sure if that succeeds. Do you want me to just, like, roll a pose and see what happens? Yes, let's do that. That just about to say, that seems like an easy way to go about it. Uh, that's a nat 20. Oh! As he is overtaken by this illusion, his concentration on possessing you, Imhotep, is completely shattered, and you break free. Yay! Effective turn, Aaron. I did roll the full 6, too, which plus my spell modifier makes it 12. For the damage. Wow. Oh. 
And now I'm going to run away. <laughs> run away. It is time for you to GTFO, my friend. All right, Invisible Man, it is your turn. Alrighty, so we know what I like to do. I like to stab things. Stab some things. I'm going to do an unlikely combo because I haven't done this one before. I'm going to pull my rapier and short sword. Uh, the rapier is going to be in the main hand. And since I'm hiding, I think this gives me sneak this attack. This does give you sneak attack. Yes. Yeah. Sneak attack. So roll to hit with advantage. 16. And a 16 hits. Oh, thank God. So roll for damage and tack on those d6s. Uh, it's 10 damage with the mm. sneak attack. Okay, so it will take 10 damage. And then also doing my offhand attack. That's a 10. A 10 does hit. Oh my God, thank God. Okay. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> oh, you little whore. Um... That's that's a one. <laughs> so that's one extra damage. All right. And then as you do that, as a legendary action, if that ends your turn, I'm assuming. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, oh, God. Uh, not that I'm actually hiding, but I'm just going to go back under the table. <laughs> you dive back under the table, and as Igor is rooting around up on top of it, one of the arms flops down over and smacks you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Aw, oh, doesn't smack him in the ass. I'll get it later. That would be inspiration. <laughs> so then for the legendary action, even though Gore is convinced that this illusion that you've cast on him, Phantom, is real, he still knows that it is the product of magic and sees the magical hands up above magical the strings. Hands. The, the magical hands. I'm sorry, you said magical. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> it was me trying to say several words at the same time. <laughs> anyway, he is going to use a legendary action to break concentration, targeting a creature within 120 feet that it has a psychic link to, which Phantom is within 120 feet, and they are psychically linked. And he is going to shatter your concentration on the spell. The illusion fades away, and it is free again. No, uh, no saves on these, huh? I'll read you the legendary action itself. Break concentration. The Elder Brain targets a creature within 120 feet with which it has a psychic link. It breaks the creature's concentration. The creature also takes a D4 psychic damage per level of the spell. Oh, you didn't have to read that, nun. <laughs> that nun. What level <laughs> spell is Phantasmal Force? It's two. So you take two D4 psychic damage. Come on, that ones. Well, I rolled six total. Okay. Which is not ones. Definitely not. So now it is the Pentadrone's turn. Hey, little robot buddy. And it still reeling from being able to move autonomously without any commands given to it is taking up its movement to run further into the fray. Hey. As it is yelling to itself, I am the master of my own destiny. I control my own movements. Yeah, you can, bud. You should probably do a dash action to control that destiny a little harder. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, he can't, bud. <laughs> you have to respect it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's going to run 35 feet, and that's it. Yay, what a good little guy. It is now by the operating table and nearby where everyone else is, but it still was just hilariously far away. And now it is Larry's oh, turn. God. Do I run into the fray? That seems to be bad for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah, bad times are being had by all over here. Dan, please describe to me 
how tall this room is and what the ceiling is like. Uh, why? Uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the room is roughly 30 feet tall with a jagged stony ceiling. Jagged, you say? Jagged. Okay. I have an idea of what you're going for. I'm going to take my lovely little stone, which has a range of 100 feet, and use three charges to cast reversed gravity. All creatures and objects that aren't somehow anchored to the ground in the area fall upward and reach the top of the area when you cast the spell. A creature can make a dexterity saving throw to grab onto an affixed object it can reach. Mr. Brain ain't got no hands. So we go make this guy fall up. I mean, that's like an extreme form of acupuncture, yeah, right? he's just a little squishy brain guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna mash him up. That is a 50-foot radius. Yes. So tell me where the center of that is. This back corner here. Oh, sorry, Mary, but at least I get Victor as well. That's okay, I can live with it. But I miss Emotep and Phantom. Yeah, they're more squishy. No offense, guys. Yeah, all right. Mary, Emotep is not squishy. <laughs> I have 52 total HP. I'm currently at 45. I am Gucci Golden. You're actually doing better than I am. What's the save on the reverse gravity spell? Um, It is a dexterity saving throw. Oh, to get out of the range of it. If you can grab onto an affixed object, you can reach. So I guess no throw for brain, because brain can't grab, unless tentacle maybe. Tentacle, yes. But I thought I cut the tentacles when it was trying you to- You slashed at it. It still has like a brainstem oh, main okay. writhing tentacle thingy. But everybody gets a dexterity saving throw. That's an eight. From the brain? From the brain. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a nat one from Igor. Oh, Igor. No, I forgot about Igor. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Kill him. Poor Igor. No, no, Igor. No, He's I just dead him. again. <laughs> you just see one of the rocks poke through his head. No. Oh, but he's fine. He's undead. A rock lands in his brain. Did something happen? No, keep the heat. <laughs> that is a 17 on the pentadrone. Good. Ooh. The pentadrone. Good for that. So the pentadrone starts to feel the gravitational pull of the lodestone. I will not go where you tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I and thought. And jumps out of the way. Yes, pentadrone. <laughs> Carve your own destiny. Igor, as he's rooting around and starts to pull out some magical items, he puts a hand on the chromatic rose and then just swoops straight up to the ceiling, drops it back into the body, and gets impaled on a stalactite. Wait, all items go up too, so oh. any loose items in the body will float up. Does he get stabbed by the magic knife? Oh my god, yes. uh, he dimension doors <laughs> away. That's exactly what happens. Uh. So the bookmark, the magic dagger, also flies up out of the body as all of the bits and pieces of this now open and vivisected body start to levitate up out of it. The dagger flies right up and just gets him right in the throat. Oh, I'm sorry. As he is impaled through the stomach by a stalactite, he reaches up to grab it, hits the gem, and then dimension doors oh. away. Oh my god. Yes! No, he used a dimension door! It's only one <laughs> charge a day! And Igor is gone. Okay. Imotep just watches all that happen is just, ha! Huh. That little bastard, he took my dagger. Oh, you'll be fine! <laughs> you know, you took my dagger. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what about Victor and Mary? I got an 11 deck saving throw. Ooh, that does not save. Dan, does this count as dangerous sense? Yeah, it's a deck save. 
It has to be an effect he can see. What I'll say, you saw that happen to Igor first. Oh, all right, cool. So my first was a three, and I'm going to use my danger sense advantage. Seven. Because it is 30 feet up, you will take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Uh, but half because I'm raging. Half because you're raging, and half again because it's bludgeoning. Only a quarter. Okay. That is 15, so Mary, you take five damage. Yay! And so they are all on the ceiling. I got, uh, I think it was 14. Beep, beep. Sweet. And how long does this last? Concentration up to one minute. Okay, so you still have to maintain concentration Yeah, on so it. I'm holding it up and I'm thinking about it. Because now he could just decide to break God concentration. Damn it. My plan! Um, <laughs> I am going to move away a little bit. And now the brain has... I would assume some diagonal distance if he wants to do anything with us added on to his range. Gotta like angle his attacks down. Yeah, yeah. So that's additional feet he has to reach in order to get us, methinks, perhaps, perchance. But that'll end my turn. Okay, so now it is Victor's turn. <laughs> Up on the ceiling. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I am just going to waste absolutely zero time and I'm going to tentacle that disappointment. Oh. 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 Oh, you son of a bitch. Well, 17, okay. No, it's not. Silvery bars! <laughs> Silvery bars! <laughs> uh, Josh, I basically gave you disadvantage. Oh, okay. So I got to roll that. Yep. It comes out to 21. Well, I tried. I'm keeping that uh, advantage for myself. All right. Let me figure out how much damage this is. Give me... Oh, my God. I rolled 2d10, got 13, plus 5, 18 psychic damage. Fuck. The target is grappled with escape DC 17. Stats mind flares. I am none shiza. All right. So does that end your turn? Uh, Me? Oh, no. I have two attacks. What? Oh, Oh, good. (laughs) I'm going to use extract brain. (laughs) What? What? Oh, hang on a second. Uh, We didn't uh, figure out if he was grappled or not. That was a uh, escape DC 15. So do I have to roll against that or not yet? Yeah, it's a strength saving throw on the grapple. It's an intelligent saving throw if you fail the grapple to not be further damaged. Okay, cool. So uh, with my strength modifier, it's a 19 total. Okay, so you are not grappled. Oh, thank God. Thank fuck. All right, so that means I can't use extract brain. Lucky you. Yeah, very lucky me. <laughs> That's horrifying. All right, then I guess I'm going to battle fist him. I don't like that terminology very much. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I, and I apologize. (laughs) Tim, that was a nat 20. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Silvery barbs. (laughs) (laughs) Silvery barbs. Okay, so roll again. Oh, that was a two. Oh. oh, thank fuck. Yeah. Thank God. I hope nobody likes magic, because we're all out. Oh. <laughs> we're all out? Yeah. I have, like, almost all of my spells. So I rolled a two for my to hit, uh, and I have a plus ten. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, that still doesn't hit, but... Thank God it still misses. Hey, so uh, we're all Cold Raider now, right? Cold Brain, Cold Brain. <laughs> uh, am I able to move along the ceiling? You mentioned their st- stalactites is a difficult ground or anything. It is difficult terrain, so you can move, but your movement is halved. Am I able to perceive the gravity well? Roll perception. 23. 
Oh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, with a 23, you can tell because of how the body is reacting. Since the body is still clamped down to the table, the right half of the limbs are floating up with the gravity well. The left half of the limbs are still slumping down (laughs) as if in ordinary gravity. So judging based on that context, you can deduce where approximately the edge of this gravity well is. All right, I am going to step out of that. Okay, so you are no longer under the gravity well. So you would drop down. He does have a flying speed of 10 feet. He can fly? I'm a mind flare. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize they had wings. It's levitation. God dang it. So he's not going to take any damage from falling. He can get out of the gravity well and then float down 10 feet. So he is still 20 feet in the air, but he is floating. Okay. (laughs) And that is the... Okay, as a legendary action, Gore is going to break the concentration on the gravity well. Ah! And so everything drops. So he will still take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Mary, you will also take 3d6 bludgeoning damage, but raging and bludgeoning, so quartered. Okay. So that's 11. That'll round to four for you, Mary. And then the brain will take 11 damage. Hey, uh, y'all, guess what? Are you in single digits? Yup. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, Go grab some of the wires. Get over to me. I've got lightning zaps. All right, and then lair action. Uh, no. Uh, that is a five, so one person at random will be psychically rooted in place. Damn it. Oh, no. Oh, no. So... One person just simply can't move. Yes, they will be stuck in place for one turn. So won't be able to move, but can still do everything else. Okay. Oh, please, please don't be me. Please don't be me. Six, seven, eight. It's Victor. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm floating. Get <gasps> on the ground. Oh. What'll happen is as the brain slams down onto the ground, it lashes out with a psychic pulse. You are pulled down to the ground and you are rooted in place. Having been pulled down 20 feet, you will take 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Okay, am I prone? You are not prone, but you are unable to move. Cool. Cool. So that's the lair action for this round is Victor Frankenstein cannot move until next round. Uh, Go ahead and make an intelligence saving throw as you slam to the ground. Sorry, not intelligence, charisma. Make a charisma saving throw. Uh, ten. Of course it's the dead middle. (laughs) Roll with spice or whatever that Brendan Lee... No, with a ten, uh... I'm going to say nothing happens. Cool. So now, one minute, go. So I'm in single digits. I want to take a slap in the brain, but at the same time, I know that's a very bad idea. So I'm just going to run over to Larry. I will run as close to you as I can get. If I survive, I think I can stop all psychic powers if Dan lets my stupid idea go. (laughs) So um, my plan has changed. Okay. It has very much changed. Otihi. Otihi. Uh oh. Otihi. No Otihi. Exclamation point. Oh. Oh. Does it have anything to do with cats? No. It has a lot to do with Jack. Meow. Specifically, something that Jack has. Oh no. I think I had the same idea. Then I think we're thinking the same. Yeah, I th- I think we're thinking the what same thing. What is happening? Thing. Oh, God damn it. Oh, oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I am not. What is being put down? Johnny Walker. Marnock whiskey. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Jordan, you get Ben up, and I will mass healing word for the other two. Okay, you got it. Okay, we have a plan? Cool. Okay, and that's time. So, Mary, your turn. Okay, bonus action. A little lightning uh, jackass <laughs> over here. Which jackass? Why would you want to lightning my ass? No, 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 not, not Jack, not Jack. Um, uh, calamari, you know, the SpongeBob reject. Daddy Calamari? Or- ah, my <laughs> daddy Calamari, yeah. Okay, so that's a, oh, no, that's not a dexterity saving throw because he's rooted in place, so he can't dodge it. So that's just going to automatically hit. Six, 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 six. Shit, that's a two. Uh, it's something. I'm going to dash all the way over wow, there. You're so fast. Yeah, well, move speed's 40, so I could double it, and I am riding all Larry's the Larry's f- got some shit cardio then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm running away to Larry, I just look over to Victor, I just flip him off. <laughs> I don't have anything funny. I'm too pissed off right now. Okay, so that ends your turn. It is now Imhotep's turn. Let me see the range on my mass healing word. The range is 60 feet. So up to six creatures of your choice. So I wonder which six creatures. Yeah. Um, has a pentadrone taken any damage? Uh, it's taken seven damage. Okay. Uh, so target one is Larry. Thank you. Target two is Jack. Yay. Three is Phantom. Four is a pentadrone. Why am I three? Because <laughs> I was going clockwise, okay? Started at the bottom and went, went clockwise. Because he's picking favorites, duh. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, yeah, it's going to be Larry, Jack, the pentadrone, and then the phantom. Oh, <laughs> wow. This fucking blows. Petty. Then creatures five and six are the mind player. No. Yeah. No. It's, it's up to six. Yeah. <laughs> so then Igor teleports in, snipes that healing, and teleports away. <laughs> Son of a bitch, <laughs> A little shit. <laughs> so Jack is under the table, right? Yes. Imhotep is going to kneel down, look at him and go, open the flask. Got it. Stand back up, start his chanting and cast mass healing word. So everybody's going to gain, let's see, eight HP. Okay. Much obliged. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast spiritual weapon. You create a floating spectral weapon. I've done this before. Uh, I get just like a magic sword that kind of swirls around me and I can control it up to 20 feet and it can attack within five feet of it. So I'm going to cast that as a bonus action. Okay. And then starting on the next turn, I can use it as an attack. And as a legendary action, he is going to fire off a psychic pulse from Larry. Wait, from me? To me? From you. So anything within 10 feet of you. You so Mary will take 3d6 psychic damage. <laughs> no! Wait, including me? Oh, Not including shit. you. Okay. From the telepathy in your head and from that psychic interference that you're getting from him, it pulses outwards from you and juts psychic energy at the Frankenstein monster. Oh, it probably knows I'm really uh, low on HP, too. Does he have to do a save or something or anything? No save. Shit. You're not getting away that easily. Wait, wait, wait. Can I Can I make it fail with, um, with a devil's bargain? Did I say 3d6? What I meant to say was no d6. I Yay! make a devil's bargain. We're all making devil bargains. <laughs> Don't you hurt my friend. <laughs> And that psychic energy that blasts out of you stops just shy of Mary as smoky tendrils erupt from out of your eyes, grab onto 
that psychic wave pulls it back in and a shadowy flail appears above your head, smacks it down, and you also have a nat one floating above your head. Oh, all right. Yeah, we weren't going to let that happen. Hell no. I got you, Mary. Uh, Oh, thank you. So now it is Gore's turn. He rolled a two, so his psychic blast does not recharge. Thank God. So the one thing that he can do is he's going to make a run for... The first person that he can see, which is Imhotep, since Jack is hiding. Actually, hate to say it, but I couldn't hide last time. Oh, no. So, no, he's going to go for Jack. Yeah. Oh, no. So he's going to float a little bit closer towards Jack. Uh, can, can I try to get his attention? Can I just be like, hey, look over here. You thought that I was the interesting one. Wee hee, wee hee. Dancing skeleton man. Waving my arms in the air. Roll performance at disadvantage. Uh, five. (laughs) He ignores you completely. Come on, I thought that was interesting. Only under my direction. (laughs) He's going to make a tentacle attack at Jack. His brainstem appendage is going to whip out and try to smack you. (laughs) So gross. That's a nat 20. No. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I mean, whatever the damage is, I'm just going to say that I'm doing my uncanny dodge. That halves it, right? Yeah, that's just going to have my damage. That basically breaks even with a crit, so... So that's going to be... Because it crit, that's going to be 21. Cut in half, that's going to be 10. Oh, thank God I uncanny dodged. (laughs) I use crash. Ash? Crash? It's a little specialty of the phantoms. That infernal bandicoot. (laughs) (laughs) What does Crash do? When a creature other than yourself within 60 feet of you hits with an attack, you can use your reaction to expend a bardic inspiration die. The target of the triggering attack must make a strength saving throw against your spell save DC or take thunder damage equal to half of the number you rolled on that bardic inspiration die and it will be knocked prone. Oh, that's going to help us. So you said strength save? Hell yeah, I did. Squishy ass (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) You're a giant brain. We know you failed PE. Single tear rolls from my eye. (laughs) That's a 15. Okay, the DC is 14. That is a bummer. (laughs) Well, sorry, Jack. Have fun dying. (laughs) Well, it's okay. I still took 10 damage instead of the full 21 because yeah that would have taken me out you are also grappled because it was a nat 20 Mm. shit once more i repeat stand down we do not need to be opposed in this fight let me leave and i will let you leave were you scared (laughs) because we're a little scared If you didn't already, inspiration. Yeah, damn it, I do have it. (laughs) All right, and that will end his turn. So now it is Phantom's turn. Here we go. Now we're talking. Time to see what your sense of humor is like and how much of my bullshit you're willing to put up with. (laughs) Good intro. (laughs) What a pitch. Phantom's going to run up directly to the brain and press to digitate a sheet of tinfoil that he will fold into a hat and put onto the brain, thus dampening its psychic powers. Was that your big play? Oh my god! That 
it's a beautiful oh hat. Oh my god! Come on, it's all I've got please. Left. That's gotta work. That's got. That has to work. Roll deception. <laughs> so good to us. Unnatural, but twenty. Hey, hey. Oh. What did you say? What, is... what do you think? What do you think, Dave? Dan is sitting here trying to think so hard what he's going to do about this because this was not what he was expecting, but it's so good. (laughs) I was not expecting this at all. (laughs) So floating above Jack, having him grappled and wrapped with the tentacle appendage, he sinks a little bit and says, I see. This is a momentary distraction. I shall break free of this trap. And let's go of Jack. (laughs) (laughs) To reach up for the tinfoil fucking hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so great. Oh my God. A tinfoil hat broke our DM. (laughs) Oh my God. I think it broke all of us. Like, I was coughing over here because okay. I didn't breathe. So does that end your turn? Sadly, that is my movement and, <laughs> uh, and action, so good luck, everybody. So, Jack, it's your turn. Um, you are yeah, ungrappled. <laughs> Open the flask. Fantastic. I'm going to look at the brain and be like, hmm, I'm thirsty, how about you? And grab the Kilmarnock whiskey flask and pop it open. All right, this is a moment that I've been waiting for since the swamp, when I anticipated that you guys would use this against Carrionite. And yet we ran away. Welcome to demon, Johnny Walker. Uh, I want to see it all as glory. Here we go. Tiny cowboy, tiny cowboy. You pop open the flask, (laughs) and you say the name Kilmarnock. For a moment, nothing happens. And you look down at the flask, make sure that nothing's wrong, that you did everything right. And as you look down at the open nozzle, you see an eyeball peeking back up at oh, you shit. that pops out attached to a thin stalk. Mm. And you see another oh, eyeball. My and God. another eyeball. And another eyeball. <laughs> Damn, that all begin to one yes. at a time pop their way out of this flask. No. And a plume of smoke oh, billows my out God. from the flask as this round floating no. one-eyed entity my god lifts up Mother out of fucker. the flask and there is an explosion of magical energy as the smoke filters out through all corners of the room and you see a pink eyeball with jagged teeth underneath it and like medusa hair appendages other eyeballs snaking out from its person and a crown sits atop its head emblazoned with dark indigo energy as it stretches out its eye stalks and announces its presence behold oh my god God damn. I'm going to be honest, I don't know what this is. (laughs) (laughs) We are the outcasts, misfits, you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. 
But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright. So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call. The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart. So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all, let's all have a ball. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy, and Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein Monster. This episode also featured Josh Anderson Saviri as Victor Frankenstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Listen to new episodes of D&D Dark Wednesdays anywhere you find podcasts. Freaking beholder. You mean to tell me this whole fucking time we've had a beholder in our goddamn pocket. Yes. The king beholder question mark. Right, what's the pink and a crown, Princess Peach beholder? <laughs> <laughs> Who dares awaken me from my slumber? It has been eons. And who finds themselves worthy to stand in the presence of Kilmarnock? It was Jack.